Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your gloriously returning host, <laughs> Rory O'Kane. And as always, well not as always because I'm not always here, but it is Scott Fotheringham joining me. What happened to G'day and greetings? Uh, well, did, everyone loved it. It was great. I felt we needed to step back up to our prior standards of uh, podcasting. Nah, and nah, so I've abandoned good. all the flaws that you brought to the table. Uh, it host. was good high We, we are back stuff. to peak condition. This podcast is going to be uploaded when we want it to be. We're not going to screw around <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, you did. Right. I don't know how you did it, but you managed to ruin the most important function. No one actually cares what we say. They do care that they can access it. That's <laughs> that not true. Is, that is they don't care yeah. about any of it. <laughs> yeah, Kurt was gutted. He was absolutely gutted. But look, I do have to apologise to our listeners. We do have this boring man back saying the same one-eyed boring opinions. At least we're going to get two voice. different one-eyed People, every every single host you had on was just a yes man for you, Scott. It was, it was yeah, excruciating. No, they weren't there yes was no man. way. There was no one to argue at a single point. Like, you were saying rubbish about the bulldogs. You knew I was right. Your bulldogs' opinion isn't right, and they were still saying no, yes. I'll keep running with it, mate. We'll get to that. But I'm going to stick with all of my you opinions. You keep running wrong the wrong way as long as you want, Scott. I hate having you back. This is so <laughs> uh, so upsetting. It's so upsetting. You just, bloody. Hell. <laughs> but anyway, I am back, so let's get back to the uh, footy. I like the fact away. we have different opinions for once. It's now, buddy. We can have just different opinions. We'll just, just be bagging opinion. the Bulldogs again and talking about Josh Kelly, and it's just the same crap every week. But anyway. Josh Kelly was pretty good on the weekend. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Take us away. You're saying. Uh, yeah, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. The. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You've given me a shot. <laughs> the title derives from a line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And it's when we give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. Uh, I was happy to have a few weeks where I didn't have someone yelling at me for giving my little run at the top. Did you actually it's do it? Because I don't it. remember it I did all. do it. Because I, I listened to every single one. I don't remember... You're doing it. I know I've, it becomes white noise when you've heard you, it a few you, times, you, but for all of our new listeners, which happens every week, they need to know what the segment's about, because it's may an have, important part of the pod. You may have actually put me to sleep at that point in time, so I might have just zoned <laughs> good, out. Good thing you woke up when we got to the exciting games, though. <laughs> one vote, uh, we had a little bit of a debate about this, but one vote we're giving uh, Essendon Collingwood. Essendon yeah, it was close, it was close. By, by, by 37 points. Um, the main thing to come out of this is, I do need to inform you, you've been away for a few weeks, I don't know how, but Buckley is still coach. Yeah, Did I, you just assume he'd come back and he'd, he'd be gone? Yeah, I kind of just thought Robert Harvey would be the interim head coach by now. Just assumed the that would be the world you enter um, back into? Yeah, it's just kind of shocking that he's still there. Like, I didn't actually think they could get worse than last year. I thought last year was going to be their sort of nadir. But lo and behold, their winning percentage this year is worse. No, they've still got the, the, the gradual ever since Buckley took over, <laughs> just losing a few more games every year. And they're now sitting... Are they third last or fourth last now? Well, they're third definitely last, fourth. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I think... No, they're fourth because yeah, they're ahead Carlton of Carlton on percentage. Third, yeah. But still, sitting in the bottom four and he's still coach. Uh, I, I thought about the most interesting thing to come out of this game was Buckley's going to be sacked. But we, we came to the conclusion that we already knew he was going to be sacked about five rounds in and the fact that this didn't bring his sacking yeah. forward. He's not going to get sacked this round. He'll a, still be sacked at the end of the year. Nothing changes. Yeah, to be honest, I think the most interesting thing out of this is that the media's finally cottoned on that he's going to be sacked. Like, oh, they've always known that. They, they've known that, but they've sort of like pretended it's not going to happen. And they're finally going, oh, we can't ignore it anymore. Just to give them something to talk exactly, about. I just exactly, exactly. rattling on about it. I did see quite an interesting um, analysis of Buckley's coaching tenure on Twitter, actually. It was um, a guy trying to make the case for Buckley saying, in uh, Malthouse's uh, sixth year, 
uh, the Magpies, Buckley's Magpies, were actually better than Malthouse's from that time, and they'd both only been in two final series in their first six years as a coach. That's ignoring the fact that uh, Malthouse's two final series were grand finals. He'd taken a team from last in that time to grand finals. <laughs> exactly. And Buckley and Roots. It's a, it's a very and Buckley had inherited uh, a uh, premiership team. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a completely different trajectory. <laughs> you, you, you've got to look at that. But, um, yeah, I, I think Essendon, and I, I'm, I'm quite like Essendon. I think they're actually quite good. Do you think they'll make the I, I think they're every chance. I think their best footy is good enough to. Um, mm. I, there has to be a little bit of mental fragility there. Just we, we saw it with a couple of weeks there. We claimed they were the new Richmond, but yeah, well, they've the Richmond Brisbane three game. times. Essendon have only done it twice, yeah. so they're not quite Richmond. Like we, we're going to have to talk about that eventually because there is a new Richmond and they're out Richmond, Richmond this year, and it's north. Yeah, but is that? <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> that that's <laughs> we'll get to that. That's the interesting thing. Uh, but anyway, that was a game we weren't supposed to worry about. So let's move on to the next. Yeah, game. Uh, two votes. Uh, the, the the next two become become pretty easy. Two votes for giving St Kilda Gold Coast. Sydney defeated Gold Coast by 67 points. Um, I mean, not too much. So Sydney are really good now. So I actually did have to lock in the fact that they weren't going to make finals. You've screwed up. I, just, like, I pressured you into it. I'm fine with saying Absolutely that. you did. It, but also, it got to the point, like, I just keep forgetting how close it is. Like, they, they felt like they were a while behind. And then you, I, like, after doing the pot, I looked at it and thought... They're only like a game yeah, out of the that, eight. That, that's the thing. When we sort of when they had that zero and six start, they were probably only a game out of the eight. Really, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> everybody was losing every single game. I, it, it, such a weird year. I saw again on Twitter some random analysis. I spent a lot of time on Twitter on this trip because good. You know, bus so rides. You, you're, you're somewhat I'm, up to date with yeah, the footy world. No, I, I think I'm, and you did listen to the plebs, so I, you'd be a hundred percent. I think I'm in peak condition. Good, because you know. Watching footy is the least important part of this uh, this profession. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently this is the most... Out of any league uh, in the last sort of 20 years, in any major professional sporting league, this is the most difficult to predict um, according to gambling odds. Like, oh, you get the gambling. most upset. I was going to say, how the hell did you, did you get that? Oh, that doesn't surprise me. So, like, Mate, I'm normally a very good tipper. I'm normally... I think the last two years, I think I've come equal first in my tipping competition yeah. and second. This year, I'm like... <laughs> I'm, I'm not even in the equation. Like I'm so far behind. <laughs> oh, I like the humble break. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, right. Gold Coast. Everyone's saying Rodney Ede's going to get sacked. Yeah, that, it's become like a pairing Rodney Ede and yeah. Buckley together just to talk about the coaches which are going to get sacked. I don't think the heat is on a rocket as much as um, in previous years. There's always been one or two coaches yeah. where it's just been like they are in a lot of yeah. trouble. It doesn't feel like Rocket's been as bad. Gold Coast haven't actually underperformed that much this season. I don't think they. They haven't lived up to the expectations of where we thought they would be five years ago, but going into the year, did anyone think they were actually going to be much better than this? Not just, really. The thing which you just don't know about Rocket, well, when he took over, there was the thought of they have a very talented list. Yeah. They, they are going to become awesome. And everything you heard straight away in coming into the club was they have such massive culture issues, they need to take a few steps backwards And, first. I think and that, they have improved yeah. like, after he completely stripped them. I... From what I've seen, I don't think he's a terrific coach. I've seen no indication. Not for the modern that he, age, no. No, that, that is, yeah, he, he, I, I think there's a possibility he will eventually get sacked without doing a lot. But I just, I, I don't think you can be too harsh on him, no. as opposed to someone like Buckley, who's obviously yeah, I th- had the reins for I six years the, in creating the culture himself. I think the Gold Coast list was also a bit hollow. Like, he had a lot of players that just never played for him and then left, like Prestia and Amira. 
So he didn't have as much talent to work yeah. with as sort of seemed. And now he's just got four kids that are all top ten draft picks. You but could, you could argue it's partially his fault some of those players have left because if he gives them enough of a vision and they have a good enough relationship, yeah, that's fair. You could make that argument, but, but also the Gold Coast don't have any like facilities, and everyone who's hurt complains. About exactly, that. and people forget how bad Gold Coast facilities are. Oh, they're like Arden Street from exactly. 10, 15 and there's years just ago. this thought of that they're one of these clubs who've just been raised up by the AFL and they have like wonderful facilities they're actually like that they have they're they have a poor culture and poor facilities so you need to take that into account and I think the AFL needs to really do something about it but anyway let's get to the crowning glory of this segment yeah three votes it's it's a it's a nice and easy one to give this time uh, three votes we're giving to Geelong and Brisbane so to those teams we say was that flawless or just like just slightly behind I think it I hadn't rewound it all the right all the way, so um, it missed the gold bit. So, look, on replay, we'll figure out what that was, but I don't think it was perfect. Just, just to let last. you all know, he does say gold jacket, green jacket, just in case. Not jacket, green jacket. It's, uh, it's pretty important. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was even a boring game in the sense that it, was, it wasn't like the Richmond St. Kilda one, which was just blown away in the first, which is kind of exciting. It was just like Geelong was just a lot better all day. See, I thought... And eventually went 85. I, I thought it was quite exciting watching who would score more points. Uh Geelong or St Kilda. I thought that was brought a fair bit of yeah. It wasn't a great Saturday. It wasn't a great Saturday night. <laughs> was it? it was. Um, yeah, it, wasn't, it was. It was. It was in some. But it wasn't good football. Um, I think we have to give some props to Zorko out of this game. He the team so that loses by eighty-five points. He had like thirty-five touches, four goals. I don't think individual games actually just don't get better than that. No. To do that in a losing team is astonishing. Actually, no. Harley Bennell once had thirty-six and six like four years ago in a losing team. I don't. I know it was against North. I, did, I, I just think it's extraordinary. Yeah, no, it's that a nuts any game. support in the midfield. Like, and he was still laying tackles. He was a well-rounded game. He is a freak. You laughed at me six weeks ago when I said that he was one of the best midfielders in the comp. You I didn't at me. laugh at you. you I don't, I don't remember me. this happening at all. I know he's very, very good. He's look. He's not top five. We were doing a top five. He's segment. close to top five. He's not top five. He'd be around. He plays like that every second week. Well, not quite that, not but that. very, not very that. close to that. Every second yeah, whatever. week. Um, I'm, you know that I've been a bit iffy on Geelong all year. Yeah. You've had a few weeks to refresh and think over it. Where are you sitting? How good are they? Well, so I didn't expect them to draw with uh, GWS seconds, even without Selwood. I thought... That's their best win. No, oh, their, best, <laughs> their best performance of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's special. Um, so like that, that's a massive props to them. This is just a, what good teams do. This is... This is just a ticked box yeah. more than anything else. I forgot what the other result was they had while I was away. They probably lost. Um, yeah, I, I still think they're I, a little bit off the top. I, the thing with the, with the Joel Selwood not playing against GWS mm. and then putting in a really good performance, like, that's great. But I, I, you, I think there are times in which you can have some players out and the team just sort of really sort of rallies together thinking yeah. this, is, this is the time to make a statement. I'd like to see them do it when Selwood's actually playing but not playing that well. But that, I think I think that's a, that's a biggest thing. They don't have many opportunities to do that, Scott. <laughs> True, but we have seen it a few times this year when Selwood and Dangerfield have been down and yeah. they've been awful. And I, I think that means more because they haven't really like set themselves for the occasion. I think that's this fair. could be a one-off and I want to see, I want to see it repeated. That, that's perfectly fair. I still think... I think it's a toss-up for second best between them and Adelaide at the moment. And I lean towards Geelong a little bit because... Geelong beats Isn't Adelaide. Geelong are better than Adelaide? I think they beat Adelaide every single time. And on that basis, I've got to almost go Geelong. 
I, it's, I, it's no, close, I disagree. I, I think Adelaide are just a much more special, exciting. Like they they can blow okay, them Bruce. away. I just special. <laughs> I just Geelong are just they're good. They're good, but we know what we get from them, and they just their best is not. <laughs> They've got the opposite the problem level. of Adelaide. They've got the elite midfielders, and everywhere else is a yeah. bit dicey. Yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> but I like everywhere else more. <laughs> I, I think Adelaide are clearly a better side. But clearly a better side. Yeah, I, I, I okay. think their best is significantly better than Geelong's. That's true, but they don't have the glaring flaws. They don't have a blueprint, Scott. That, uh, uh, yes, yes, right. You've got right a, you'd escaped that talk for a few they're weeks, st- but it's back. They're still sitting around. They're top of the ladder. Yeah, top of the ladder. <laughs> like, forget about their blueprint. People have been playing to it, and they've still won enough games. Yeah, look, Adelaide are very good. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> this is completely flipped around. Last year, I was bagging Adelaide all year, remember? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Last year, you were saying how good they were, and now it's completely flipped. I, just, I still claim Adelaide as my team. Adelaide is my team. On not anymore, then, mate. You jumped off are. them. You think Geelong about No, I just think I could outcoach Don Pike. That's all that's happened. <laughs> Absolutely could not. He's, <laughs> He's a great coach. Speaking but anyway, Adelaide. Uh, they defeated the Dogs by 59 <laughs> points. What happened, Scott? I know you're just going to puff your chest out here. Look, this was... I was hoping you'd actually pat me on the back. No, I'm not, not going to pat you on the back. I'm not going to pat you on the back. I, I, I do think this was the most concerning I've actually watched the Bulldogs all year. And not for the reason that everyone else is saying, well, after halftime, they just threw it away and rolled over. That's happened a little bit the last couple of weeks. Mm. It was the fact that I think their effort was really good for the first half. They had a red-hot crack, but they're... they're Still didn't matter. They're, the way they went inside 50... Like, we, we've talked about the fact that they have issues going inside 50. This yeah. was the most exaggerated version of it. Like, they were just bombing it in long, had absolutely nothing to kick to. It, it was quite... The, for a significant part of the night, I actually think they won the midfield battle. But they just All could the not score. All the they won by about 20. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And I think I think they even got yeah. more, more, more won the inside 50. Yeah, and the that's end, the recipe shots. they had last year. And just... They, they, they're so inefficient. The thing is, they're, they're, they're scoring shots. This was not a missing shots on goal. It wasn't even a taking shots on the boundary line thing. It was like they were all just like rushed behinds or just scrumming it through. Because they, they kept getting it inside so just 50. just putting it to the top of the square. Yeah, but they just like threw it in there. And, you know, Adelaide have a very, mm. very good back line who read the ball in the air. They just sort of chopped it off and eventually would get like rushed through or whatever. And they just like, they just did not look like scoring. And it's so gaping when you compare mm. that to Adelaide who as soon as they go in they just look so potent I don't like I think in a certain sense Adelaide losing the midfield battle in that way is not too bad for them because they can set up a counter as opposed to other teams I mean no one wants that no they're, they're capable of dealing with yeah and especially teams. with such an inefficient forward line like they don't just tear that apart so mm. I think it's almost a nightmare scenario for the dogs yep. if there's one team that can deal with that kind of pressure it's Adelaide they didn't tag Rory Sloan from what I heard. Was that just bad coaching or do you think something else goes to it? Uh, so the, yeah, the interesting thing, we weren't in talking about Johannesson mm. and Sloan. Who's going to tag? Neither jo- of them got tagged. Yeah, Johannesson, there, there was a bit of extra attention. All you need to do is jump a punch um, three times and he's down. <laughs> it was pretty much like that. <laughs> he got some more attention. It's just working. It's just simply working. Johannesson got around it because he spent a fair bit of time yeah. on bets. Um, and he started to play a bit more of a defensive role to try to just get away from it, just to get himself into the contest, yeah. which is which is a good thing. But that, you know, it's taking out. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. But they don't. They just lose so much when they do. Jonathan did re-sign today, which is fairly oh, big coup for the dogs. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind on. of a. 
I think he's so got. I think he got. got well, I think it got. Better got, take some money when I can. Yeah, it got to the point where we realised, gee, what they were offering me a couple of months ago is now pretty awesome. <laughs> the way I'm playing. Um, but yeah, Sloan, yeah, roam free, and it, it pro- I think it probably wasn't good coaching, really. I, yeah. I, I I like the idea of you back your midfield into win. Mm. Um, and they but, did win the clearances and contested yeah, ball. But I like, just so when, when there's such an obvious weakness in it, yeah. which is it's the same with Johannes. Like there's no doubt that's worked. Mm. There's no doubt the tagging Sloan has worked. Yeah, you, you've got to go with it. It just doesn't make sense not to. Nah, I mean, it takes so much like, away. But like you could put Pickin on him. Like I know well, Pickin's, Pickin's been freed up, but he was a very good tagger back exactly. in the day. Exactly, and there's you could, there's a bunch of them they could try. Mm-hmm. It's like Sloan's not the hardest person in the world to tag, as it's been shown. Yeah. So it's a bit. Yeah, beverage has been a bit off the boil this year. I think, I think, well, I think I, it's a lot. It's largely a personnel thing, but it's a f- fundamentals come it, back to is it. it any, is it any different to last year though? That they had the same issues. They had the same issues. With, you, We've been said exacerbated. Before. They lost their advantages though. Is what's happening. They haven't dealt with that. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that they're, they're probably still playing the same way, and because it's no longer a point of difference with yeah. getting the extra contest, it's just kind of. They've kept playing this aggressive style, and then they've just—it's not working. So they've lost confidence, and now he doesn't really know what to do going forward. Um, but their major issue is still going inside fifty, and that was always an issue, and it was really bad this week. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next game. Hawthorne drew with GWS. I've gone from being incredibly right to a little bit wrong. I don't think they're the worst team of all time, Hawthorne. I might have to take that back. <laughs> the worst team. You actually read. You you thought they were terrible. They, they, they are they, terrible. They're Half out of they're the eight. not going to make the eight. Of course, they're not going to make the eight, and they're not great. This is exactly where I thought they were. They Remember lost I said this game about ten to twelve. <laughs> they, that's where I had them on the ladder. Predict when at the yeah, start but of the two season. rounds in, you were so happy with yourself. You started saying they were bottom four. <laughs> uh, just wait, Scott. Just wait. Could um, but they only drew this game because a ball bounced sixteen feet in the air over Heath Shaw's head. Mate, if the game went for an extra half a second, they would have won it. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's the funny thing. Who's the stiffest? either way? Who is the stiffest out of this game? Um, look, it's probably Hawthorne because I don't think GWS can count themselves stiff in anything when they're playing half team. Like anything, any win they get, any points they get, I think at GWS you go, yeah, we'll take it. We're not playing oh, okay, anybody. Yeah, okay. Um, like it's all gravy. They just sewing themselves into top four. Like how they're not lower on the ladder, I don't understand. Their team out is probably better than North team in at this point of the season. Like. I would swap. <laughs> and how the hell are they sitting second? Yeah, it's like, it's incredible. The, 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 last week I talked about Do you want to know why, Scott? Because Josh Kelly's really bloody good. He is playing pretty damn well. I'll give you that. But, um, yeah, I talked about last week how interesting it was that there was a draw and how that really changes percentage and stuff. Well, now there's the only there's only yeah. one relevant team for that anymore because GWS have effectively got one win in, in two rounds now. Oh, well, there's two because... Hawthorne and Geelong have it, Scott. No, I guess, but Hawthorne... I don't know. Hawthorne are... Hawthorne, you just said they're not going to make it. No, I know, but for Hawthorne, <laughs> this is pretty much as good as a win because they're the worst percentage of any team trying to get there other than Freo. Freo aren't going to make it anyway. So, like, it just gives them a point of difference. So, like, they're just two points behind. Instead, it doesn't change anything for them. Yeah, they're, look, they're not going to make finals. I think we need to no. talk a little bit about Hodge, even aside from the fact he's retired, which is, which is, you know, that that needs to be. Talked oh about no, it, we definitely he's, so he's a very good player. Um, I, I, the role which they have him playing there at the moment, which I think you you've talked about with Adelaide that you want to have the player sitting off the back. Yeah, Hawthorne are doing that most weeks. 
and Hodge is just the perfect player for mm. him. Because, I mean, it's not so... that He's still busy, even when he's standing behind, because he's directing traffic, he's smart, he's a good leader. Yeah. And then the other thing he does is once they have possession, he'll start sort of moving up into the line, and then he'll basically be their designated ball user. Yeah. And um, he's so good and at every aspect of that role. And he's such a kick. And, and he's some, also that guy, as a loose player, he's not only got the skill to bring the ball forward, he's such a hardhead that if the ball's going back, he's got the ability to oh, affect those contests, which not a lot of players playing that role have. Like, does Rory Laird do that? A little bit, but not, no, not, not near to as that big. extent. Yeah. Like, he brings another layer to that that no one else does. And look, he's a fantastic footballer. I do want to point out, though, I've seen people calling for him to be inducted as a AFL Hall of Fame legend. That's a farce. I, he is a Hall of Famer, no doubt. I'm but a no, legend, he is not. I'm nowhere near as strong on this as you are. I... His record on paper is just about the best you'll see. No, it's not. He has done everything. There is about one player of every generation put in the Hall of Fame legend. Wayne Carey's not one. They're not saying he's going to be a legend this year. He should never be a legend. They're saying he could be a legend when he's he's in the top five players of his generation. I think you could make a pretty strong argument for it. I think think he's every bit as good as Chris Judd. And you know, you know, Chris Judd's bloody overrated. We, we both yeah, agree on this. But he's not. <laughs> Mate, four flags, three as captain, two Norm Smiths. Like you can't, you can't ignore that. So that's something which not not AFL many players is have ever done. such a team game that I don't think the flags put as much weight on him personally as they do. He's, but that's the old. That's what players are pursuing. He's that, done it four times. That's, that's the fine, only thing. But he's not the for. only reason they did it. In fact, I don't think he's. Well, he was captain, so it was a pretty fair reason. He's for maybe it. the fourth or fifth biggest reason. I think if, you have, if he has, if he is the captain of the club, he has to take a lot. So of he's not a bigger reason than Buddy for the first two. He's not a bigger reason than Sam Mitchell in any of them. You're not inside the four. Walls he's of the not club. a bigger reason than Alistair Clarkson in any of them. Okay. Alistair Clarkson, he's definitely not. I'll give you, I'll give you that. But you, you, you don't... He's not the biggest reason for those four flags. The Norm Smith medals are one-off games. Yes, it's great for his record. They're not one-off games. You knew... They absolutely... Okay. You knew for a fact that Luke Hodge would come out in a grand final and dominate every time. Scott? It's it's not uh, a one-off... It's, you can't say it's one-off when you're talking about Luke Hodge. He did it because he does it on the big occasion out, every time. Outside of the drawn grand final, when was a grand final not a one-off game? I mean, from from the Hodge perspective, he, when you're talking about Luke Hodge, it wasn't a Jason Johansson. He, no, played look, a good, he had a good day. In the four he grand what finals, they won. He polled every time. Exactly. That's a fair effort. Power to him. Fair effort. It's a great effort. But it doesn't make him a legend. It's, that is reserved for a higher level. I wasn't and, expecting a passionate Luke Hodge argument on this. Andrew McLeod is not an AFL legend. He did the exact same thing. Two Norm Smiths. Andrew McLeod could be. He one only day. Luke Hodge was only ever in two All Australian teams. He's only won one Best and Fairest. I think he was three All Australian, but it, it doesn't matter. He has that. He still has three All Australians. He's not multiple Best and Fairest. He is on his not resume. half the player that Gary Ablett is. Of course he's not. Of course he's not. You know how highly I Gary Ablett is like the standard for for legend. Like it's just Hodge doesn't come close. It's just a higher bar. I, I don't think he's as far off it as you think. 
He's a mile off it. He's a player. He's a surefire to get in the Hall of Fame. He's not a legend. All right, let's move on. We've talked about Luke Hodge. That's a completely rubbish argument because no one cares about the AFL <laughs> Hall of Fame. But it anyway, more about how good Luke Hodge is. Great, great game coming up to review. Yes, it is. It's one before the bad one. St. Kilda defeated <laughs> Richmond by 67 points. I wish points. it was North we were talking about. Um, I just... I, I don't know. I, I don't understand what happened with Richmond. It, it just, just goes so far against everything we have seen for Richmond this year. I, I said last week the most impressive thing was how consistent they yeah, They'd been. had one bad game all year. Exactly. And even that, against Adelaide, they started quite well. Yeah. And this, they, they just didn't turn up. They have not done that Hey, they won the year. second half, Scott. Give them some credit. Yes, the game, they were 82 points <laughs> down at half time. Yeah, I think in the percentage shave, they would have been uh, below St Kilda if they hadn't have uh, won the second half. An 82 point down at half time doesn't happen unless one team is amazing and one team yeah. is awful. Like, who's, who's the biggest story out of this, Richmond or St Kilda? I think Richmond are. Yeah. For the fact that I think Richmond heading into the game were the most relevant out of the two teams. Like, Richmond, there, yeah. was, there was discussion top four, and there, there still should be. Like, you've got to give them a Yeah, one-off. there was also discussion of premiership, which there shouldn't have been. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> it happens. Um, but it does remind you how good St Kilda's best is. And I've all year, I've, I've, I haven't seen it a lot. This is the first time we've seen it, I think, to, to this extent, anyway. Even this, the GWS win... They weren't anywhere near as good as this. There were a few games last year which I just watched them and just thought, if they play that mm. way, that they are almost impossible to stop. Yeah. They play that way at Eddie had when they have those quick plays getting it down so quickly to a quality tall forward mm. line. I just think you just can't really stop it. Um, and obviously, when I say you can't stop it, Richmond still should have stopped it more than they did. But their You're best still supposed is very to try powerful. and stop it. Yeah, then they were a long, long way off. Um, so, I, I, from a Richmond's perspective, I can't really explain it. I can, I can, I can understand it from St Kilda. Their best is very, very good. Yeah, Richmond, as Kane Corns eloquently put, just got too far ahead of themselves. Do you think? I don't know. Though. They had one bad week. I, yeah. I, I, I think you, you got to. If you're a Richmond supporter, just forget about it. And move on. I, I, I think when, if it happens again next week, obviously you start worrying. Yeah. But for now, you can give them one week. Just yeah. one really, really bad week. They wouldn't want to do it again, although they've got Brisbane, so they probably won't do it again. Well, if they uh, play the same way, they'll probably still get beaten by <laughs> 10 goals. But that's very true. Uh, let's go into a bit of a footy classified impersonation. What do you think of Hardwick cracking the shits at Kane Corns in his press conference? I don't think I've seen it. What oh, it's know? so good. He goes, uh, yeah, well, that's, what, that's what Kane does. He gets paid for shit comments. <laughs> I like Hardwick <laughs> I reckon he's great He's not that wrong either he's, About Kane Corns <laughs> Yeah He can be He can be pretty blunt But he's always blunt in a, in a funny way He kind of has that weird Sort of relationship With the media Where he gets kind of Shitty with them But they kind of laugh about it I think he laughs at himself <laughs> Just enough To get away with it To be honest Yeah perhaps He, perhaps. he, he kind of shakes his head He goes that, Oh real bad oh, I reckon he'd be a good fella Oh yeah he'd, I'd, I'd have a beer with him I also think he's a very good coach I think he's a very good coach. Yeah, look, he's had one bad year, but we'll get over that. I'm, I'm still, I'm not as high on him as you are. I, mean, I don't think you're going to recreate your game style that many times and have it work to not be a smart coach. Yeah, true. And I guess having to recreate it that many times and having one time not work, it's not to, not yeah. to be. You could say, you could say he's, um, he hasn't been that much of a development coach because he's had the list for long enough that he should have a better list than he does because he should have true. developed his players better. But I think in. 
tactically, I think he's excellent. Yeah, but no one's going to develop Tyrone Vickery, so you can't really blame it <laughs> on him. We've seen that. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on to the most disappointing game of the round. Freo defeated North by four points. Uh... <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost the perfect game for me. Melbourne defeating North Every is the perfect game Every single time. Freo won the second time we've lost to them by under a goal this year. Yep. At least I wasn't there watching it with you this time. <laughs> Although I think you'd passed out and gone to bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I had. I, I, watched the, I watched the first three quarters with you. Uh, get around old Nyhouse. I don't know. I would have... What a legend. Yeah, no, look. Four goals on debut. Bloody good effort. But it shatters me. And supposedly playing a defensive role on your boy, Robbie, who you think's the greatest player of all time. He is. We've got top five... Uh, our top five is going to be overrated players, and uh, my top five is just key defenders that have been in all Australian teams that have run him down. You are an absolute <laughs> there, well, What are it's your, not, thought, but, what are your um, thoughts on the old defensive role on a defender? I think it's just a bit of a waste, really. I can't see it working. I, I think just play him, like isolate him a bit. There, there are ways to do it without giving up on a, on a player in your forward 50, which I think is just stupid. Like, I said this a lot last year, robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's just what it is. <laughs> like You've got a forward. And look, if they kick four goals, that's a good move. But how many of them... Like, Trengrove didn't kick four goals on Rance when he played that role on him. So did it work? No. I, I, I think you need to have a threat playing on a good key defender. Because you need to tie them down. It's I think it's counterproductive to do it any other way. Yeah. Um, look, all due respect for Robbie Tarrant, and mm. I know he's a very good player, I, it makes more sense to me from a Rand's point of view. Because Rand's yeah. just... The way that he patrols that back line, just, it, it almost... It, there are times when it makes it feel like it's impossible for you to sort of get through. Yeah, Rand's has definitely an aura about him, I guess. But there's more... Like, he always know, is the back line. Absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. Like, you take him out and... I think with Tarrant, Tarrant's also a more traditional key defender, which means he'll actually play on a man. Yeah, exactly. Rance is just... It has... Like, it's great coaching by Hardwick to free Rance up, but Rance does whatever he wants. Like, so, I guess it's more of an option with him. It makes more sense with him or McGovern or, like, those yeah, type of defenders. The guys that just aren't playing on anybody. Whereas with Tarrant, you just if you put a good key forward, he'll try and beat that good key forward. Because North have a couple of players they think can do the intercept role. They don't because we're the worst defence in the competition, but they think they can. Um, but for Frio, you got to be impressed. Uh, for as much as North losing close games consistently is like a thing, Frio won them consistently. It's pretty impressive. They're a, they're a game out of the eight. And look, they shouldn't be. They're not that no, good. No, they should be a bottom four, so it's... <laughs> like, it's just Ross, isn't he? He just, he just finds a way to get his team to win games. Mm. I find it nuts. Like, they got it from an emergency this week. Like, and Shane cursed them the last time they beat North. Like, they're not getting these match winners from good players. They're getting it from also runs with these soldiers type mentality. Mm-hmm. Look, do you think he's coaching well to do this, or do you think it's sort of? He, ma- he made a funny comment during the week when it, the paper, there was a few rumours going around that he was going to coach Collingwood next year, and he said <laughs> he's like, he said I'm quite, I'm quite flattered by it because if, like early in, in the round year, two, was like, I, was the, I was the coach of the game had passed or something, yeah. and now all of a sudden I'll be coaching the big, biggest team in Melbourne. Um, it did look like the game had passed him. I, I st- he's still not playing the clear. Game style that is expected he, these days. He hasn't shown anything to suggest that 
he's innovating this season. And to be honest, that's fine. Hardwick, his forward line, everyone's raving about him saying he's innovative. And he was as much off the boil as anybody last year. So, look, he could just have be having a season to reset himself. Um, but I don't know. I, I, think I still th- don't think he's... He's not at the forefront of coaching anymore, but he's. I think, see, I think he works well I, enough. You with know players. how highly I rate him. I think he could. I think he could turn things around. I, I last. I think the thing which has changed from last year to this year, it's not so much. I think defensively they're still a pretty similar outfit. I, the modern defense is a very aggressive setup. Yeah, it's, it's a zone, and you have these sort of intercept players mm. who come off their man and then set up play from, from the back yeah. line. I don't think he's quite found that. The thing which he has found going forward... He doesn't he? really have the talent outside of Michael Johnson to do that, though. That's true. Obviously, that's true. But um, Like, Hamling's pretty good one-on-one, but that's his oh, fairly limited he, outside yeah, of that. No, he's not going to be great, Hamling. He's just, he, he'll just get the uh, job. I don't always, know. The dogs could use him. <laughs> he's always a player who can just get the job done. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be that sort Bit of Bit of a Linden. Um, but I just, I think through the midfield, I think they're playing on more than they used to. Quite often you'll see them you take a mark, give off the handball and run. They yeah, have raved played. about the injection of Brad Hill. Exactly. And that, look, Bunnell is supposedly going to come back in the next few weeks. And if that adds as much as Hill has to their sort of... He had, they have a pretty bloody good midfield if you look at it like that. Fife yeah. had another... Sorry, not, not another. another. He, he, had, he had his first game had, of the year. He had a, he had a, he had a Fife game. <laughs> Of course it was going to happen against North yeah. every single time. He tears us to shreds. So does Ablett. It sucks. This is why Ben Jacobs had his about fifth foot surgery in four weeks. He would shut him down, would have got him suspended again. <laughs> ben Jacobs nearly infuriated Nat Five to the point that he nearly lost to Brownlow. Would have been the exact same thing if he'd played and we would have won that game. You're an idiot. Um, something else which has to be said about I miss Brown. Ben Jacobs. <laughs> He's the only North player who plays defence other than Robbie Darrell. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing which has to be said about Frio, um, uh, how sorry, no, I'm sorry. How how simple can you look at it in terms of when Aaron Sandlands is in the team, they're a much better side. And then the last two weeks, they haven't had Sandlands, and this uh, Darcy bloke is it's actually filled in, playing like, very well, well. He's the exact same player. He's just a giant. <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy, and he's a strong presence. Um, well, he beat Goldie in the. Hit outs and he's nineteen. Yeah, uh, you can also see he's like they're they're quite happy to look for him down the line, kicking it long. I, I just think he's given them sort of a surety of structure. Even if he's not. Sandland. I think that's the difference, though. It's about the structure for Freo. It's about knowing where they because their game plan would still be built on the presumption that Sanderlands is yeah. going to play. And when you have like a Zach Clark, it's just not the same. Zach sort of Clark player. is a like Paddy Ryder from two years ago. No. Four years ago, light version. <laughs> he's not good, but he's also a very different type of ruckman. Yeah. So the fact that they've played sort of an imitate Sandlands. And I, John I think Griffin that, is that, the that could, that, It could be like almost that simple. Like that's how important Sandlands has been for them. Yeah, and look, they're still not going to get back to the glory days of two years ago, but they're almost a mediocre side with that kind of setup. And yeah, that's they, probably do where you think are. that's almost where they mediocre. should be with their talent? Do you think they're. Performing to their talent or performing above it? No, I, I still think they they've brought in a little bit in terms of a spine. Yeah, with McCarthy he was out, but um, with, was with, no with McCarthy played. and like handling to an extent. Mm. But I still think it's a pretty weak sort of spine. They they have a pretty talented midfield, and they they always have. Yeah, um, they have enough there. They need to start building around it still. Yeah, they've kind of done. They're almost Collingwood West, I guess. There's a lot in the midfield and not much anywhere else. 
Um, but anyway, let's move on. Let's cheer up. Melbourne defeated Carlton by eight points. You must be excited. I'm actually like... You're, you're, you're pretty much a good side now. Like, it's nearly official. Pretty much well, you a lost, good side. You, you, you were a good you side You lost the, the 17th start. this year, Scott, so... Shut up. We always <laughs> lose to North Melbourne. It's just a fact. We're going to lose to you again in a few weeks when we're in, when we're in Tassie. Oh, I highly doubt that. I, a lot of, I, I heard a lot of Melbourne supporters saying the feeling out of this game was just a bit of relief that we got the win. Mm. I actually think it was more than that. I actually think it was a really special win when you put everything into consideration. Well, I left the game line up absolutely stoked. Although, to be fair, Carlton I know Carlton had the players out, but Carlton actually played very well. And it's, it wasn't just... I think we played him earlier in the year and there was a little bit of... Carlton didn't play that well. Your, your feedback coming back from that game was, God, we're bad. Carlton are worse. <laughs> yes, but I still think there was an element of... I, I was still impressed then with how they set up defensively yeah. and that, that caused our turnovers. I just saw nothing going the other way from Carlton. This time I actually saw a bit of bit of talent. Like How much of that was guys like Charlie Curnow? A, a lot of it. Look, Charlie Curnow was... Very, very hard to stop. He's a big boy, and because he's, he's kind of like—is he the next coup de fides? Though that's what everyone wants to know. No, he's not the next coup de fides. Um, <laughs> he needs to certainly work on an engine if he wants, wants to be coup de fides. But like the thing was, he'd end up being like you wouldn't put too much time into him. So yeah. he'd have like a, a smaller sort of defender yeah. on him, and he's then he just, big and he'd just monster them. Um, and Casbolt was almost unstoppable with some of his contested marks, and he's kicking straight this year, which is weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> Someone needs to pay Sav Rocker a lot of money. <laughs> like, um, he's what he's done yeah, for Casbolt is ridiculous. Yeah, so everyone just needs to kind of clone Rocker and have him for their club. What <laughs> it might be is everyone needs to practice goal kicking, uh, and then magically it might improve. It could, it could help. Um, the other thing was Silvani. Like, she's like although he like he didn't he didn't dominate. Do you the game, rate him? I think I do. Okay, what, I don't. What he does, he, 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 it's a bit sexy. Yeah, he, he, had, he had one snap from like 30, which was like, you know, a lot of players would have kicked it, mm. but it was the way he kicked it was just, there was just something special there. He's kind of quick and he knows where to go. I think I think he's quite smart. Yeah, look, I think he's very much a tweener and I don't think he's got enough elite attributes to be more than a B-plus player at his best. I, do, I just don't see oh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think he's going to be one of the best players in the comp. I no, definitely don't like, think that, but I think he'll be a good footballer. So do you think he play 150 games? Yeah, I think he could. Yeah. I think he could play 200 games. I think it's possible. Okay. He, I just, I just don't a, think he's, he's someone there. you look at and go, if he's, if he grows to where we think he grows, that's helpful for a premiership side. Hmm. I don't, I don't think he's particularly. I don't think he changes the game at all. I think no, he's just an no. average kid that everyone has a thousand of, but because his name's Silvani. I agree with you. I can't see him being a. Like he shouldn't a have won a rising star fielder. nomination this year. He had 13 touches and kicked two goals. Yeah, fair enough. And Ryan Clark had 19 touches and kicked two goals in the mate, same I'm week. just saying... It was a fast, Scott. I'm not over up. it. I'm bitter. I'm sick of you. Why do you have to be back? This is very upsetting. <laughs> um, I just... I, there, was a bit of, there was a bit of sexiness, is all okay. I'm saying. And I was... I, uh, there was... Like, I, this was stuff which I haven't seen from Carlton. And yeah, fair. Well, Petrovsky's eating sexy. Oh, he is I sexy. love that kid. The other thing which I... Like, the thing I was really impressed with was there were times which, obviously... Carlton try to smother the game, yeah. make it as defensive as possible, kind of bore the opposition to death to an extent. There were times where we, it just seemed like we'd broken through that mm. and we were away, and it lasted five or ten minutes. And every time Carlton would just slowly turn around the momentum, and all of a sudden you'd be watching and think Carlton are on top again. They're a very mature side for sort of where we think they're at, but again, they're not actually that young. So 
I find it hard to judge. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, talking about Melbourne, the impressive thing about it was, yeah, so the injuries there, Carlton played well, and the fact that they pulled a few goals out of their ass early in the last mm. quarter, and it looked like the game was like close to It done. was a good win by Casey. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Can I have 30 seconds to just talk about how much I love Neville Jetta? Like everyone else in the media you can, has, but you it's can. different for me because he's my boy. He's always been my boy. He, he started has. out... I will actually give you some credit for this. You have loved him unconditionally. Before he was I, No, good. sorry. It is conditionally because you thought he was good the entire time. But See, the thing about him the entire time, he started off trying to be a small forward. And I said then, he's just not quick enough. He's not skillful enough. He won't make it. As soon as he was put back, pretty much as soon as Ruse took over, mm. like, like he was awesome. And he's just one. He's obs- he went from Leroy to Nifty. Pretty much. <laughs> if he's caught, if he's caught one out against a small or a medium or just like you know an average-sized player, in. he'll win it. Like he'll take the mark and set us up. Mm. If he's on Casbold, he's every chance of bringing the ball to ground. Like, and that that shouldn't happen. Like, it no. should just be like, all right, you, you're stuffed here. Are you like how after people are actually watched a game for one moment that now he's an All-Australian? I, I, mean, I, I actually think, was it on the pod where we discussed, at one point last year, I said to you, there will be a I point... I know, we say a lot of things to each other, Scott. <laughs> about football. Yeah. There will be a point in which one media person will say, you know who's actually really good? Neville Jenner. And then the next guy will be like, Oh, yeah, he actually is quite good. And then all of a sudden, it'll just explode and people will be talking about that it. That is exactly what happened. It's, it's precisely what happened. I've been waiting for it. And I would, I was fist pumping listening to uh, SEN on Monday being like, it's finally happened. <laughs> people know how good Nifty is. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Four defended West Coast by 32. We had a, we had a uh, complaint for the first time ever last week. Yeah, we did. Uh, Sorry, it was sort of a we backhanded complaint. We had contact complaint. with someone we didn't know for the first time. <laughs> I think it was actually the third or fourth, Scott. I can count that on my hand. I don't remember the other um, But like he prefaced it. Well, he pumped us up first, but he said we needed to talk about West Coast. Um, it turns out he didn't exactly pick his week at the best time. So, so we will talk about West Coast. Yeah, but unfortunately, in the same way we've talked about them most of the year, it wasn't a good performance from them. No, it wasn't. They've lost three or four at home or something. Yeah, um, so I suppose in one sense, that's getting away from the flat track track bullies. bullies. (laughs) Exactly right. The game was even at three-quarter time. They were in front for a fair chunk of it, and you know that I think Port Adelaide are good. Yeah, I think it's just a good win from Port, to be honest. Yeah, I I don't think West Coast would. And they still don't have any... We got a message saying how many... Plays mm-hmm. they out. They didn't get many of them back. They had some of them back, but they, absolutely. They, they've they, got quite a few very, very important injuries. They are ravaged. And I think it's been so underestimated. <laughs> no one remembers that Nat Nui is not in that team. And he's the most important player. By a street. And then now missing Kennedy as well for six weeks. It's not, it's not a coincidence that they have Kennedy's been, been, you know, the, at first I said it was going to be like one or two. Yeah. And it's just one of those injuries. Well, he was speaking just... about conservative injury management before the pod. Yeah. That's conservative. Or a lie. Or, yeah, or it's just one of, one of those injuries. Oh, we know um, what Damien Barrett thinks it is. Lie. Yeah, well, that, that does sound he like He always Dale. thinks it's a lie. Yeah, yeah, he, liked, he likes the controversy. But um, they've still every chance making the eight. And like they do have a lot of injuries and, you know, they're yeah, hanging look, around. It's not their year. It's kind of the gamble they made with bringing in guys like Sam Mitchell to sort of tip them over the edge. It doesn't seem like it's worked. We need to talk about Petrie. 
Oh, yeah. like, how the hell is he playing football? And, and playing how is he not right? playing that bad? <laughs> I, I don't understand. A, Why the hell is he, he playing? He was a sloth <laughs> at the end of last year. He couldn't move. He I'm, still looks like he can't move, but he's, but he's still just, finding he's, a way to... Because he's not playing as a key forward. He's sort of being a floater. He was really good against us. Yeah, he's, he's about one of the... Everyone's copying the Richo mould at the moment. Jared Wade's trying to do it. Rewald's done it very well the last couple of years. They're almost doing that with Petrie, just sort of floating him around, playing him really high. And he's good enough and smart enough to move around the ground and just loot. Because, yeah, Ruckman are dumb. They're not good runners defensively. And if you've got any Ford craft, you can expose that. We've seen that a fair few times. And I think that's what Petrie's doing. He's just mm-hmm. outsmarting the opposition, Ruckman, and just finding space. And you talk about uh, nifty on Casbolt. Uh, Not many smaller players can do that. And Absolutely. Drew Petrie is taking a lot of marks by getting free or being on smaller players. It's... It's pretty well coached by Simpson, to be honest. I, th- I think one other West Coast player should be mentioned, just in terms of how he... Co- I don't think he's a good player, but how potentially important he could be, and he's playing better, is Jetta. He's, he's start- that he's- goal he kicked was nice. <laughs> he's getting a little bit more of the footy, and he's such a good user mm-hmm. of it, he's actually impacting the game. I, I don't think he's good. I-, I just don't think he's consistent enough, I and think- I don't think he's a good footballer. I think you have to almost force-feed him the ball, and I think he's a player worth... For- Feeding the ball, they probably like, are doing that. If you get in the ball, he makes great decisions. Like Gaff is a winger who win his own footy, or not win his, but run to be smart enough to free yeah, yeah. himself to get his own footy. I don't think smart Jenner works is, hard enough. I yeah, think. <laughs> the the working hard mold is more of an issue. Uh, I don't say it's a mix of both, but <laughs> probably he's when he's got the ball in hand, he is worth giving. Like he's just such a good user, and in it's that massive line, X factor for him. And they don't have any at all. Exactly. <laughs> so he's, he's the sort of he's the sort of player. I don't think he's good enough to do it, but he's the sort of player who can really, really lift West Coast. Yeah, exactly. And his peak is like that forty goal season he had at Sydney in their Premiership year was incredible. Mm. He looked like an absolute star. Yeah, and he's gone nowhere near it. Like no, but you'd still you'd think there's something in there. And you'd still... He's 28, so he's pretty old. But you'd try and force that out of him because it's worth it. Well, we've given some service to West Coast. We I have. just want to pat myself. I, like, I'm, I'm very happy that Port have had the win. I'm telling them they've been waiting yeah. for the win, the scalp. I reckon this is it. And, and they're a good side. Yeah, and I've been... Well, they're definitely not the bottom four side. I had them at the start of the year. <laughs> the bottom four, mate. <laughs> Look, mea culpa. But um, no, I've been waiting for them to have the good win. As well, and I've been a lot more skeptical on them as you. They're, uh, still, you. they're still a very aggressive, risk-taking side, mm. but gee, when it comes off, they're good. Yeah, and I just, they're a good side. I'm in, quite interested to see where they stand in finals footy because I think they're one of the more interesting test cases going forward. I think they play a finals brand. I think it could work brilliantly. I really do. I think they could be a very good final side. Well, there we have it. Bit of analysis. Anyway, let's get on to top five. Yes. Uh, we also, we had our second ever complaint for last week's top five as well. So look what happens when I'm away. Uh, what was the complaint about the top five? That uh, Lewis, Melik, Lewis the ah. Pelican Melican wasn't in your top five. I did consider didn't even get I, an honourable mention. I, did, I already had some honourable mentions. I did consider him. I, I do like his name, but it wasn't quite at that level. Look, I don't love Melican though. It's pretty it funny. funny. I do enjoy that. Anyway, game. what are we doing? Uh, we are doing overrated players in the competition. This we thought would be a lot easier because we hate a lot of players. Are we going to follow up and be nice next week with underrated players? 
Yeah, just look, so I, I can talk should. about Jetta for a second week running. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah we'll do that All for right, you. Mate. And then I can talk about Josh Kelly. Right, so am I starting with uh, my honourable mentions? <laughs> yeah, good. I've got like six, so you can go. <laughs> you are a hateful person, <laughs> aren't you? Well, mine is Chris Judd. Yep. <laughs> He's an honourable mention. But this is a perpetual, um, like an immemorial... I don't know how to say it. In memoriam? Yeah, that's uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, it had to be current players, but he was so bloody overrated yeah. that I just had to put him in. Overrated as a footballer, underrated as a professional wrestler. Eye gouging, chicken wing tackles, <laughs> yeah. brings it all he's to the table. He's also overrated as a human being. He was also a bit of a dog, but people just think he's the greatest bloke in the world. I, got, I just had to put him He in. got the Luke Hodge uh, treatment without any charisma. Like, Luke Hodge, if you talk to him, actually seems like an alright bloke, so I get where the good bloke thing comes from. Judge just sounds like a boring human being. He, so. he, he is a bit boring. Anyway, let's stop. Uh, let's stop. Can you just rattle up? off your honorable mentions? Okay. This one is many, BT's fault. hateful human being. Orazio. It's just, it's the same reason. is good. He's okay, <sighs> but it's it's not as good as screaming your name every two seconds. And I know it's mostly yeah. about the name. It but is it about the name. Me. They don't think he's the greatest player of all time. James Sicily. Of overrated. course you were going to put Sicily in. He's not rated anymore. Yeah, I know. It's kind of disappointing. <laughs> Last year you could have run with that. We would have had a good discussion. I'm kind of annoyed. He's I, won. Not I, I won that war. <laughs> he's probably underrated now. <laughs> He's been playing all right. Uh, this one was at your request, so don't uh, don't have a go at me. Bernie Vince. Uh, yeah, I, at I, your I request. Do, I do somewhat agree with you. I think since his year when he won our BNF and absolutely deserved it, he's actually been quite poor. He's he, he's an awful, awful decision maker. Makes way, like just makes some shocking, shocking mistakes. Mm. And he probably and people. I think it's because he's. Comes across as a good bloke. Yeah. People really rate him and just think he's this classy, good ball user. He's not. So also overrated as a bloke. He's not overrated as a bloke. He's, he's rated a, where he should he be. He's a shit truck. He's a ripping bloke, and I love he's him. He's even been but, like they had a go at him on access all areas or something for diving all over the place and everything. He's, people are starting to come at him. Did they do that this week? Oh uh, yeah, it might have been another show. It wasn't, wasn't the one against Northwood. <laughs> no, no, because he, he actually he actually did do a semi one this week. Yeah, that's a not great, Bernie. I said that at the time, which I didn't say about Clary. So just to, I'm not biased. Anyway, continue. Uh, Power Pepper. Mate, he's a first-year player, you dog. Doesn't mean he's not overrated. Just because he had a first good two games doesn't mean he's a rising star winner. Like Everyone him. talks about him as though he's going to be the next Dustin Martin. That's not true. He could be. He's, he's got a bit of that about him. He could be a very good can player. Fend off. He can't put a first-year player in there. Another controversial run. Alex Reigns, yeah. not the greatest fullback of all time. <laughs> that is a very controversial one. You know how good Alex Reigns is. But he's is. not the greatest fullback of all time, and also... People say he's in the equation. He's not in the equation. He's probably not, but come on, you just don't put Alex Reigns in there. And finally, Neville Jenner, not an All-Australian <laughs> this year. <laughs> you are a dickhead. I hate you so much. Anyway, I'm going to start... I told you I had a good I'm going to start with my number five, uh, Josh Kelly. He, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going with Josh Kelly. My number four, I've, I've gone with Stewart. At least, at least my joke was a good, of a player who's not actually that good. Josh Kelly's the best player in the competition. When you say that, yeah, I do overrated. think he's overrated. But my actual five is Cyril. Um, oh, so is mine. Oh, fair enough. I, <laughs> we've had an argument before when I rated him higher than you did. I still rate him really highly. He's I think just he's also overrated. He's still just absurdly overrated. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's probably fair. He's a good player, but he's just overrated. He's a bloody good player, but he's <laughs> okay. so overrated. I didn't expect to agree right, with you. So we're both on five. Yeah. I have four. This could be potentially controversial. I've gone with Prittis. Ooh, it is a little bit controversial. See, my thoughts on Prittis was there's so much talk about him being... Look, it, it's a little bit outdated now because he hasn't had a good year. Yeah. But in terms of the way people still talk about Prittis... You had a crack at me about Sicily. You can't <laughs> talk. <laughs> so many people have said that he is underrated. That he is now overrated. Like, he's, he's rated to this extent yeah. now where I think where he was initially rated is probably where he is. He's not a very damaging footballer. He's, he's he's just sloppy. He's not a good user. And I think when you watch he's a West Coast a game... He's a good ball winner. He yeah. What he is. You don't notice him because he's not that good, even if his stats say he he's is. He's probably just a better Andrew Swallow, really. A more prolific Andrew Swallow. Definitely, he's got a lot definitely of... more prolific Andrew Yeah, Swallow. no. They're like, I'm not saying that... It's, He's, he's a good player, better. but he's overrated. Yeah. Anyway, um, who have you got? I actually just, just want to say, I kind of disagree. I think there's a second layer. I think everyone's done that, and but everyone's realised he's overrated, so he's gone to back to underrated because yeah, everyone thinks he's shit again. Okay, well, he's probably just rated, yeah. rated where he should be now. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, I've gone Jake Stringer. Oh, I've got him at two. Oh, here we go. Yeah, see, so the package. And this just is again BT's a- fault. He's just not that great. He had, he had one very good year, but he's just not a good player anymore. He's just not. He, he's not even... We still talk about him like he could break a game. He doesn't. Like, he no. hasn't done it in a long time. I think he's pretty poorly used by Beveridge, to be honest. I, I think there's a lot of the blame lies on Beveridge's shoulders. He needs to just be free. Yeah. We, that, that's what he's Let him for. roam. He should be a lot more like the Dustin Martin type forward midfield split and just pushing forward and getting isolated out mm-hmm. of a sort of... Yeah. Just with an element of surprise, because when Dusty goes forward, he's never on a great defender because it's always a random isolation. That should be should be what they're doing with string. He's I, good enough to play more midfield minutes. He won't be as good as Dusty. I, I hope it's not still his tank. If he's still got a poor tank now, then that's it's not really fixable. And the fact he probably shows that he's lazy, like <laughs> probably, which he's got is. so much talent, but. Anyway, my number three, we, we could just rename this the uh, My Vendettas, uh, Brandon Ellis. Ah, <laughs> oh, when you said My Vendettas, I assumed bets, but then I thought no, it'd be higher. of course he's going to be number one. Um, yeah, no, Brandon Ellis, you know, like, it just annoys the hell out of me that people say, you know, he gets 35 touches and then he's a bloody good player, when the 35, you actually don't notice him playing mm. because he just takes a mark. I think he's actually, sideways. it's kind of weird, he's changed his role to be an actual defender this year, which kind of he takes has. I know, that this is a little bit outdated as well, I <laughs> and but he, I had to put him He's in. actually, his last <laughs> few weeks, presumably before this week, and he'd been alright because he'd sort of started racking them up with intercept marks and stuff across half-back, which is a lot more He's, important. He has changed a bit this um, year, which is just a symptom of the Richmond game plan changing. Like, yeah. They were very happy for him to just kick the ball 15 metres sideways. Yeah, and kick, it's a bit outdated, but yeah. I had to put him in. They were happy last like, year for him to just kick it to Sean Grigg. And then for Sean Grigg to... to yeah, so I thought about putting Grigg in as well, but he's not <laughs> no no, he's not rated enough. My number three, <laughs> Dyson Heppel. Oh, no, I disagree. Dyson Heppel's a very good player. No, he's been very average this year. You, He's been good this he year. Was, he offered nothing last year, Scott. <laughs> Dyson Evans is a very good player. No, Inside it out. Like, he's a good leader. No, he's just He's, he's a good fine. user. He's not... He's just average. I, I, I he's, he's Dom Tyson. I think he's a very well-rounded quality midfielder. He's Dom Tyson. He's a much better ball user than Dom Tyson. He's not that good a ball user. He's much better than Dom Tyson. <laughs> Don Tyson's the turnover king. <laughs> I, I rate him. So he might be. He might be. Uh, but, he might be. No, Heppel, Heppel 
uses the ball well. No, he doesn't. He, he does. uses it fine. He's just average. I didn't know you didn't like Heffel. Heffel's a very good player. No, he just doesn't do anything Anyway, special. moving on, you're wrong on that way. Yeah, so I have Stringer at two. I oppressed you. Okay, this year he's overrated. He's been very disappointing this year. Yeah, he's been super disappointing. This one's actually up to date. He, they gave up pick six for him. He's offered about... I think he's offered what pick... He's been marginally better than Josh Caddy. And Josh Caddy, they have Yes, he's, he's been poor this year, but he was a very good player at Goldco. It'll click at some point. Yeah. I fine. really rated him before this year. Anyway, number one... Eddie Betts. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. I have Bontempelli. <laughs> oh, you did? I knew you were going to have him around about. I kind of... I think he's a little bit overrated. He's very good. Am I doing this I just for... Am I doing this for effect? Yes. Uh, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. He's a very good player, but he's also not the best player in the competition, which is what everyone was saying he was. Yep. Uh, but anyway, let's get on to the questions, because we're going long, as you pointed out. Uh, Kurt's actually done well here. Question one. No. Doing all of them. Uh, Who is your favourite co-host of the podcast and Why? <laughs> Favorite co-host? Oh, is this my, yeah. my my rotating co-hosts? Ah, I don't know. I might be included in this. So watch your words. Well, it's definitely not Banjo. <laughs> um, oh, should, should I be nice to it? Nah, nah, not Poochie. I, I think Stringer's the most amusing. I he, he offers the most. He's the most unique. So I'm going to give him that for, for that reason. I actually thought of the three pods. I actually thought Liam's was really good last week. It was quite. Good. I was like, I, I was a bit worried about that one because he, he didn't watch much footy, and neither he did never I. watches much footy. <laughs> um, but he was actually very good. But uh, I, Stringer's the most interesting one, and I'd like to get him in a bit more just for a bit of bit of humour. Bit of Stringer's innovations. Yeah. Question two: Has North perfected tanking? Seven losses by less than ten points, and no one suspects it's a tanking problem. <laughs> well, this is your question. It's quite funny. I said it like in disbelief after we lost our first five rounds. Look, I, I, pre- I, presu- I, presume, I presume Goldie didn't try and shank that one on purpose. I presume that. Yeah, of but no, of did. course not. Um, look, I think there's elements of it. Well, like when you put Zeebel to halfback, that's tanking. When you put Lindsay Thomas in the team after Play he's done nothing. management, Banjo. They're just testing him out in other positions. Player development, they Exactly, call it. exactly. I am a Melbourne supporter. Like, I know these arguments. There, there are elements <laughs> of tanking, but nowhere near to the point where... <laughs> You can't, should be second last. In terms of close games, you can't tank close no. games. Players don't just not try in the last five minutes of a game. Like, no. It doesn't happen. Uh, question three, is Tom McDonald a better forward than defender? No. I'm going to say no. I don't think he'll last there. He's playing... like I, I, I have no idea how he's, how he's a good forward. Like It's not making a lot of sense. I think he still looks really kind of lost with the way he moves. But he's just a really good mark. And mm. I don't know if he's, go- he's a good goal kicker or whether he's just going through a purple patch. But his goal kicking has been awesome. And somehow that's made him a good forward. I still think eventually he'll go back. I just can't see him lasting there. He just doesn't seem to be a natural Do you think forward. you've got enough defenders to keep him forward, though? For now, we, for now we actually do. Adam. And are you more So that's what you missed the forwards. last three weeks. Our back line's actually all right now. It's, it, I don't know. Has Oscar come happened. good? Yeah, his last month has been yeah. good, and Frost has even got me. I kind of wish we'd filmed that because you, the look of shock on your face is quite. He's, he's playing really well. <laughs> so at the moment, it works, and he'll stay forward for a while. I think eventually he will go back again. He's just more natural there. Yeah, fair enough. Question four, and this is quite good: Is the reason this season is so unpredictable because top eight sides are losing games for the chance to win the inaugural AFLX Premiership? 
<laughs> Who sent that? Kurt. <laughs> oh, Poochie. It's quite funny. Way. Yeah, yeah. It's a new, new form of tanking. See, that's why North have lost seven games by yeah. under ten points. Yeah, yeah. We want the best seed. New form of tanking, AFLX. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, and yeah, so that'll be it for the questions. We'll, we've got a few more. We can, we can save for later. Yeah, right? yeah. Because Get- we got no questions from anybody but Gert this week. So well done, listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get on to the tips. Yep. Uh, St Kilda, Essendon, Scotty. That's a very, 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 very interesting game. It's really damn good Really game. big for bottom of the top eight. I'm actually like, I'm so, so struggling to tip this. I'm going to say Essendon. Oh, interesting. I'm on St Kilda. I'm reasonably good. confident like with it. it. Um, but I'm also reasonably confident it'll blow up in my face. So there we go. I also knew that you were going to tips and kill this. Yeah, I said that. But I actually am about 50-50 on it. Okay, Geelong Hawthorne. Geelong. Yes, by a lot. Similarly, Port Adelaide North. (laughs) Oh, by a lot. Yeah, Port will kill it. So North haven't lost more than about 45 points or something this year. I think they might double that this week. Yep. Gold Coast Collingwood. (laughs) Surely Collingwood. No, it's a major ground. I'm going to Gold Coast. Oh, they just have to. There's two... Oh, nah, Collingwood will win it. If Collingwood lose, is Buckley sacked that week? I don't really see the point anymore. They've lasted this long. Just keep until the end Fair of the year. Fair enough. GWS Sydney. Another bloody good game. You've got to go Sydney. Looks at the injuries. Yeah, you do. It, like, if... I'm not sure who's coming back. I've I'm excited been out of it. round of footy right now. Yeah, it looks all right. Except for North's game. That'll suck. <laughs> um, if if GWS get some players back, I'll pick GWS. Yeah, that's my actual tips, but Sydney at the moment. Yeah. At the moment, because you know they're playing a second team. I'm going to mute that. <laughs> Melbourne, Adelaide, Adelaide. Yeah, just because the injuries. We're a chance. Yeah, you are a chance, and also you never play well in. Oh no, that was Richmond who never played well there. Yeah, it was. I mean, we don't have a good record there. That's we just don't have a good record terrible. anywhere. I actually think we're pretty, pretty good there, really, <laughs> relatively to the other crap we've dished up. Uh, Richmond, Brisbane. Uh, Richmond. Yep. Uh, Carlton Bulldogs. <sighs> I'm going to go Bulldogs. I'm going to go Carlton. This oh, is of course you are. Of course, oh, Bulldogs just aren't good. But the thing is, I don't rate Carlton either, so it's kind of a no-win situation. Mate, Carlton are all right. Yeah, we'll get to. We'll talk it was about most impressed I've, I've been with them. This okay, f- and the Derby, Freo West Coast, West Coast should. Yeah, because I think they. I think that was I, I think they get Kennedy back. They should win. It's and they're right. a better side. They're a better side. They are a better side. Anyway, that's about it. That wraps up the 17th episode of the Plebs on Footy podcast for this season. Thanks for listening. You can contact us on yeah. Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, please send in some questions because I think Kurt is struggling under the workload. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.